Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Health and Truths is so excited and happy to announce that we're now in partnership with Vivo Life. It's crazy, it's cool, and I'm here for it. So you can now use our affiliate link in all of our bios and use the code HHT10 for 10% off. I've really loved Vivo Life for some time. A great ethos around them being fully plant-based and environmentally friendly, not to mention these great ingredients and very high quality products. So please use our link, it'll help us out a lot and use the code HHT10. Thank you. Ahoy there, listeners and watchers. This episode is brought to you by Viva Life, and it's also the Seaspiracy episode, as well as a lot of other, a lot of other stuff. So on the back end, so the second half is dedicated to Seaspiracy, and yeah, it's a heavy one, but extremely cathartic to record. Meg, Jules, and I really enjoyed it. It's, having us, us three together again was great. I just, it feels very comfortable. It feels very nice, and we also touch on love and feelings and being able to express feelings and it was really enjoyable it it felt really satisfying and nice to actually express a lot of this stuff this stuff (laughs) you know those things right um next episode will be episode 11 i didn't even say this is double digits so a little milestone there so which is pretty cool you know you never think when you're in it and beginning it you think oh what it'll be like in 10 50 yeah, it feels nice. It feels, uh, feels great. Episode 11, we will do Q&A too. So whenever you hear this, you've got many forms of communication. So either email rory at com, the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, send us a question and enjoy this episode. And do your homework, for God's sake. All right? <laughs> Love you lots. up hello and welcome to health phone troops <laughs> no, welcome no. back jules uh, thank you for having me that's all right hi nick hello how are you i'm good how are you yeah i'm all right yeah. i can't complain about nothing <laughs> you know? i am so how are you jules i didn't ask i feel so goddamn rude uh, do you know what you are rude you don't ask last time i was mean and judgmental this time i'm rude <laughs> rude rory put it here nick joking you don't <laughs> I'm going to. Oh, well, giving you some more work to do. It's nice to be back, the three of us. I feel always so nice and warm together. A golden trio. Yeah. We have so much fun together, didn't Sunlight. we? Sunlight. Golden. Sunlight. And we're in the new environment across from the other wall where we used to record. 
I like it over here. I don't feel trapped. I feel like trapped like a rat over there. Like the rat Julian found. Like, like the rat he found. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so funny if no one's watched that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to watch the first edition. Well, we, we it was episode eight. Don't, Seven. I don't know. All right, whatever. But it was great. Well, we don't Seven. count. We've had great. We've feedback. had done so many. We can't even count. Oh yeah, it's double this digits time. Double digits. Double digits. You can go celebration. 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 <laughs> that's it. Come on. So that's blimey great, isn't it? <laughs> it's is blimey great. Yeah. So what have we been up to, guys? What have we been up to? What have we been up to? We Training. Did we did a walk. We did a walk, our first training walk. So we did put it in the preamble of the last episode, episode nine. But we're doing the track 27, aren't we? 26. 26. <laughs> oh, my God. Rory keeps going the next one. Oh, you my want, you God. Want Rory, the finish line's here. Right, I am going to do more. I'm going to go half a mile Rory and keeps back. Up, he keeps walking. Like, I did more gonna, than everyone here. Everyone's going to try and give you champagne. You're going to walk straight past yeah, it. Yeah, one yeah. more mile. I'll be like, yeah, no, hold your champagne. And then I come back. I said I did an extra mile. So I'm better than everyone here. Give me two champagnes. <laughs> Give me two. I pour them both down because I don't want them. <laughs> Take someone else's out of their hands. <laughs> you shouldn't have this. Oh, yeah. Can I have your... Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> but we are doing that for Alzheimer's and dementia. We are. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of loved ones we've lost to dementia and Alzheimer's. So I think it's... When we saw it, basically, this postcard came through the letterbox... <laughs> And I took it in because you were in the studio with me and we immediately signed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that newsletter worked. I'll it tell had you a that. QR code. We were in. Yeah, that really sold it to us. It was the quickest turnaround of never having heard of it Jules, to being signed up. You live with like how impulsive we are. We are incredibly And impulsive. me and Meg yeah, hype each other up and we're like, yeah, we've, we're doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Oh, I was sitting there like, we're really doing this, aren't we? We're like 13 miles because there's an option to do 13 miles as well. Yeah. And then we were like, we're doing the big one. You sniffed out. There was another of challenge. Of course we do the big one. It says extremely difficult. Of course we're doing the extremely <laughs> yeah. difficult one. And it's a walk, but we did do our first training walk. Yeah. Uh, all our links are in the bios everywhere. It's just one link. And on the website as well. Caught some sun. So you can donate to one, one of, of us. us. Yeah. You have to pick one of us to donate yeah, pick to. One. Pick, pick me, me, pick me. And those votes will take. We'll take the money and we'll, that'll be who's the best out of us three. Yeah. Who's the winner and who's just better than because everything's a competition in life oh yeah <laughs> who so, will walk the fastest yeah well we're gonna walk together but i'll be in front as like a beacon of hope yeah set the pace pace set it's like when we went on our seven mile practice walk you barreled up that hill yeah and then i was following you quite far behind no but you guys yeah it's gonna be great though our training walk was really good. <laughs> we went completely off track somehow. <laughs> oh my god! It was a hill. It threw We're me not going to let you direct anymore. Yeah, I can't. Di- I don't know why you thought I could direct you that time. I, I, don't know how, again. I don't know how difficult it could be. You know, usually there's signs like the walk's this way, and we somehow went <laughs> through <laughs> a bramble bush. It was the barbed wire. We got scratched up. We did. Yeah, we. You two wearing shorts, so you got your legs all scratched up. Yeah, then. just shorts. There I was, was actually really just scratching at my Then we had to vault that, that barbed wire fence. Yeah. We are like, oh, gosh. But we didn't find our way. I added a little bit extra of walking, which is good. 
but it was really fun. I'm looking forward to all our, our training walks and, yeah. and the day. You got a good one coming up? Yeah, we've got a 16 miler um, that we're doing around. It starts and ends in Two Magna. Well, there we go. We're gonna so we're gonna do that when we've got a big day free. Probably next weekend, I think. Yeah. 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 But we could always do little walks. We just start walking. We're always more. doing little walks every day. Sometimes, I did some yeah. this morning did to you? get here. Yeah. Walking, I See, I, I know that you're doing training in secret. I knew this. Always training. <laughs> How does he walk so That's good? That's the secret. Always be doing it. So that's gonna be really fun. Yeah. And it's for a great cause. And we'll, we could put a picture of Banana Lady. And yeah. Let's talk about our banana lady quickly. So um, she's our dad's grandma, so our great-grandmother on my dad's side, uh, grandma's mum. And uh, we knew her for a few years while we were younger. I mean, I think I was a wee babe. There's a great video of that interaction. There is. That video is so I imagine you'll throw that up. She was such a lovely lady. So the reason she's called the banana lady rather than great grandmother um, is because every time we would go to see her, we would always leave with bananas. She was always worried that we weren't eating enough. So, and she always had bananas on her. So we'd always leave with a banana, hence the banana lady. And we it's didn't actually awesome. know her name no. <laughs> until the other day. We had to, we had to ask I around. I hadn't really asked oh before. God. Jane what? Elliot. Jane Elliot. Beautiful. It's a beautiful name. She's a lovely lady. And uh, it's just so upsetting when Alzheimer's takes away someone's personality and someone's mm. brain so quickly. Mm. Um, you're doing it for your grandma and your nanny. Yeah. Yeah. Another, two also very wonderful ladies. Yeah, you got to know them both pretty well, which makes me very yeah. happy. They were both very strong. They would really? always grip my hand yes. very, very tightly. I love that. I, I love that I love them. strong interactions. Yeah. Physical, like strong hugs. Mm. When you yeah. squeeze hard and the other person squeezes hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I, uh, I barreled my nanny over one time. I was so excited to see her. I actually ran at her, like my head probably being about like her stomach height. And, <laughs> and then like I felt her tip and I was like, no. And then, <laughs> Did you go down with her? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that is so cute. <laughs> yeah. She was not that's in a good way. She, that's probably why she had to become so strong. Because yeah. yeah. Barrel she, her over. She's probably yeah. at home like practicing her hugs and oh, other yeah. training. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that is so fun though when you squeeze someone, you try and squeeze noises out of old people. Like, Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it helps when you know them as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't squeeze too hard, I hope. Just giving all my love. There's <laughs> more squeezes, more love. Big that time. Equals more squeeze equals more love. It does. It really mass. does. I agree. I think so. So that's who we're doing it for. Bit of backstory. And it's on July 4th. America Independence Day. Day is it? I don't know. It is. Not for us, but somewhere. No, because we stayed here, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Independent from... We never left. <laughs> if anything, it's a bad day for us. Yeah. We had control over them, but no longer. <laughs> get, get back here. <laughs> you were ours. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, we've moved on. We've moved on. We're, we're through it. We're through it. <laughs> Bloody pilgrims. I found a good therapist. <laughs> Take me back to 1776. Oh my Christ. Is that when it happened? No. I'm going to throw that number out there. It's not, because it, we were we were actually very surprised when we found out when America was born. I thought it was that. No, I'm going to find out. If it's 1776, I'm going to feel so big brain. <laughs> I have no idea. Wish I could help. I just have to Sounds wait. Sounds like a good year, though. It does. Oh. <laughs> 
It's something I do at work when I'm serving someone. <laughs> what is that beer? And I say the price. What is it? The one that's like... Oh, it's Cronenberg. It yeah. is Cronenberg, yeah. But when it's like a, a date, like 19... I say if it's 19 pounds See, this is the thing. You guys doubt me. I'm I didn't doubt doing, you, George. I'm doing I homework. Like I 100% doubted yeah. Julian. I know you doubted him. You yeah. doubted enough for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I plant seeds of doubt. You do, yeah. You trust, Are you, you sure should trust about me. that? <laughs> you should be worried. <laughs> should I? I mean, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure you don't know either. Pretty because sure of my anxiety, I have to inject it into other people. If I don't know, you can't. Yeah, you know. got so much overflowing that you're trying to <laughs> blow dart. <laughs> was that, that was that little darts of blow dart? Of, of, yeah, I appreciated that. Just like I think I don't think this is on camera, but we've got to talk about it <laughs> when I'm trying to like make positive inf- uh, interventions in mum's diet and like trying to get more legumes in their diet and I eventually did it through <laughs> uh, soya beans edamame beans <laughs> but Meg said because uh, you said I'm always trying to get I'm always trying to sneak them in soya there and, uh, or, or, or legumes generally and Meg was like yeah you, you're trying to blow like, lentils into her ears into her ears <laughs> <laughs> They, they wouldn't get digested, but they'd be there. Yeah. She'd they'd be there. She'd be going, oh, oh, what's this? And oh, then she'd probably be like, I have to eat it. Yeah, it came from it. my body. Mm. Earwax. <laughs> you eat your own earwax, right? That's a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Not shouldn't. yours. Not your dodgy uh, ear. But my, mine's a lot better now. And I'm yeah. getting it hooped yes. out. Nice. I'll do an episode on my ear, or at least I'll talk about it at some point, but not now. No. I'll save that. Put, put Say that. Disclaimer. <laughs> I heard you. Don't the first time. Don't That's stick. So don't stick uh, toilet paper in in your ear. I didn't put it in my ear. Yes, you like, did. I was cleaning it. <laughs> I was and cleaning then it. Left it in. I'm trying to be eco-friendly by using silicon. Yeah, no, I think it's very good. But then the toilet paper as well. Yeah, okay, okay. But it is on the mend. It just needs hoovering out. There's some debris in there. But we'll talk about that later. So if you didn't know. You could do like an alarm noise, deaf alert, pointing here. Yeah, half deaf alert. And then do like a battery, do 15%. 15% Do you think you have 15% alert. hearing in there? Something like that. But this here helps out, this one. Helps out. <laughs> we're from, we're geezers, a lot of us. No, yeah. not. can be more like. I was most geezer when I was three years old. Dave! <laughs> Dave! <laughs> <laughs> Open the door for a little girl. I was no seriously. I was so cockney when I was a child. You were, you really were. I don't think I ever was that much. Just a little no. soft boy. You were a soft boy. Still am. Oh. <laughs> Did you drink at the camera? No. <laughs> Coming back to that thing I started saying earlier that <laughs> didn't finish. When I say a price <laughs> to a customer, if it's something along the lines of. 1960 something oh actually there was one it was 1066 i said that was a good year yeah. he said what and i was like the battle of hastings <laughs> <laughs> people are probably in their own i do it just for me thing. i do it just for me usually but i double down and make them hear it some guy's like what i'm like 1968 was a good year he's like mm. why is that i said i wasn't born yet <laughs> you're basically I forcing was, them dark to humor acknowledge well. you. Oh, no, and then i'm like i'm the disruptor <laughs> but I've not said that before, but I might say it. You guys seen the new Hastings Till guy? What does he keeps going on about years? There, there's like if it's like eighteen eighty six, like it's a good year. But some people just go straight over their head. They just don't want anything to do with me. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. But I find people. Is that there do. anything that isn't? No, like no. When you have well, that one good interaction, they'll keep me going for the rest of the shift. Does it make you? Um, I'll be like, that was so nice. Does it give you more <laughs> empathy for that poor woman who worked at Topshop that time we oh went? Oh my! She oh. was trying. She was like, she liked you. She was like, nice oh Smiths jumper. I was wearing a Smiths jumper and I was feeling a bit depressed. Uh, but we were going to buy some jeans and I remember I kept putting on jeans. I was like, I hate these jeans. So I was in a bad mood. Then I ended up just getting a top. I think we went to buy it. I was wearing my Smith jumper and this lovely lady, lovely, was talking to me about Smiths and how much she liked certain songs. And I just wasn't desperately trying to make a connection. I know, desperately trying to talk to me. Paul Roo was there, just like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh. I was sort of like behind you because you were buying the stuff. So I was sort of behind you, like yeah. observing. If, if Smith's lady's listening, which you won't be, I'm sorry. <laughs> which, she, which she eventually be. might listen. Who knows? We'll put it out there. We love you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I was just depressed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great tagline. I'm sorry. I was just depressed. The depression chooses the wizard, Mr. Bond. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite one. Uh, that came from Oatville. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been having some oat truth recently as we well. Have. Yeah. We've we had such a nice one. I was like, I can't be filthy tonight, Jules. I've got to talk about my feelings. <sighs> I'm always Sometimes open. it's so tough to talk about your feelings, isn't it? It really is. And some people in the moment it. you can't. Sometimes I just can't do it in the moment. I have to like, and then I'm like, now nah, I'm ready to tell give you. Give yourself some time to process. That is it. <laughs> You're getting better though, because you used to put up, put up a huge wall like the wall behind you, and was... you wouldn't, you wouldn't even acknowledge something was wrong. Mm. I think now it's better because you'll be like, I'm not feeling great. Leave me alone. Let's let's talk about it later. I think that's such growth from before because I was the same. Julian had to force me to talk about my feelings. You were breaking down those walls, weren't you? Yeah. Which I feel for you. Using many this different tools. This is where I pull out one of these and I prepare, and it says Meg's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you said once you're standing there with a toolkit outside, like in your wife beater. Just waiting for the doors to open so you can go in and sort of start fixing. Yeah. I felt like the orcs in Helm's Deep, like trying to get ladders to climb. I'm like, be kicking them down. No, you're not an orc. I picture you like with uh, suspenders on, a wife beater. Like you do have Back your overall. Back to the wife beater. You do have your overall on, okay. but you fold it down. I get cold. The Chimney wife sweet. beater's on underneath. Oh, and you're sitting double out wife there beater. Eating a sandwich with your toolkit next to you. And you're like, My plan. You're licking and you're like ready to go in, and then you go. Like, I'm, right. I'm sitting and waiting. It's go time. Okay. <laughs> Getting bored, look at the time. Yeah, no. Julian really helped me talk about how I felt. Me I too. Never knew how to. Never. And I'd be like, no, you just repress this, right? And then it all bubbles it's up. Right, and then, then you feel really it's bad. Right, you know, oh, yeah. and the cycle continues. <laughs> oh, you've upset Pippin. Yeah. <laughs> what it, that is not comfortable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, no. He was up and I, I felt resistance. So I was like, go back down now. That's <laughs> like... Pressed him back down somewhat. He does not look happy. I think you'd, yeah, it does, you'd have to grow into uh, <coughs> haven't been able to openly talk about your feelings. Yeah, I, I never felt, I never had the option to not talk about my feelings because I have such a thin wall, like even in primary school. <laughs> like the teacher would be like, you didn't do your homework and I'd be in floods of tears. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Your wall compared to Meg's, yours yeah. is... Mine's like it's, it's, it's like a cardboard. It's, cl- it's not even that's cling film. Cling like you, film. you just like touch it, it just rips a bit. <laughs> you rip it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> my cling film wall. Oh my god, my cling film wall. 
There you go. You should write a song. But Meg, you, Meg helped me with my with my own stuff. Being able to uh, sift through uh, and figure out what what's going on, like rather than just being like, uh, I feel stuff and being very being open with it, but not necessarily being able to kind of comb through and see yeah. where I've, that's coming from or. It, you know. It's hard to detect what you're feeling sometimes. You to even like, like understand what it is. Yeah. yeah. But it's good to just be aware that you're feeling something. <laughs> I f- what is this? <laughs> oh, it's strange. Feelings? Is it feelings? But yeah, <clears throat> trying to identify what it is eventually. Hmm. Or what caused it, the root cause. Yeah, I think you know if you haven't put the right cause on it because you keep feeling it. Like, And sometimes you just have to experiment with uh, figuring out what the cause is. And it can be very easy to assign blame to external stimuli and be like, yep, that caused that feeling. And then you still feel it. You're like, oh, maybe it's maybe it's something that I need to take responsibility for. I think that's a big thing. It's so easy to put, uh, I feel this because this happened to me. But then if you, you do that, A, you're not taking responsibility, so it's going to happen again because you're going to encounter those situations. And um, B, there's no way for you to kind of grow beyond it because you've immediately said the responsibility doesn't mm. belong to me. I'm uh, I'm a victim, uh, and that that you can't you can't uh, grow beyond it. That's huge. What you said there, you identify it. You say it's not your fault, and then <clears throat> it just keeps happening over and over again. Yeah. It's like trying to fix something. Well, no, you're not trying to fix it. I guess mm. you keep coming back to it, and just it stay the same. Yeah. You're trying to come up with a really good I was analogy. To, I had it. I had it. it was I think like you were right. Sand on my hands, like falling out. <laughs> you were right. You are. You, I tried. You are trying to fix it, but if you're uh, if you're not dealing with it's the, in source the tip of, it, of my skull, the tip of your skull. I never knew skulls had tips. You learn something new every day. I've got corners. Morris does. Mate. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about your skull tip. <laughs> oh come on! I've got corners to the head. <laughs> yeah, our Sanders. We all have. Um, um, I'm pretty sure I could run headfirst into a wall and break it down. Depending yeah. on you what break the wall down is our made walls. of. Jules, do you remember <laughs> when we went to that osteopath a few oh years ago? Um, Judith, beautiful woman. Big up Judith. And uh, I've known her my whole life. We had tea with her before before she did any oh, of the osteopath stuff. And she was talking to us about all the people she's met. And she was like, oh, there was this one man. He had the heaviest head I've ever felt. It was crazy. It was too heavy. I didn't even know, you know how you could get a head that heavy. Then... We had our finished our tea and then we went into the session. She feels my like I put all of my head weight into her hands and she goes, "Oh, yours is the heaviest." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh my oh. god, yeah. your yeah. head's not that big. I think it's just dense, isn't it's it? Dense. It's a dense full head, of, full of anxiety." <laughs> That's why you keep blow darting the anxieties out. Like, it's so heavy for my just head. Not as effective as like pouring them out somehow. <laughs> but it makes sense trying to physically hold on to all of the different eventualities it does make you that heavier, situation could have heavier. Heva. Um oh yeah, she was she's a wonderful lady, Judith. I love the idea of having a cup of tea before. Oh what a what a what a woman. Yeah, we uh, we had a good day. That was in Battersea. She was um we had a good day. I felt so loopy after that yeah. session. She said that we were star twins, was it? Because we were born oh, a day yeah, apart. Yeah, we star twins. Yeah. Star twins. That is really cool, actually. She was saying that she had a man who never played a musical instrument in his life, but when she uh, put her hand on his spine, she was hearing like a cacophony of sounds. Like she was really hearing music. Turns out the radio was on. 
<laughs> Sorry, this... this is this is the one thing where I I'll try and take things to like a more I, romantic side. No, I, I, and the I uh, the, was... in, the inner skeptic comes out in me very quickly. Eyes, like, yeah, I've become more impressionable. Over like years. I had a whole like I little thing. Like I find it so funny because I'm like, but he, but that means nothing. So you never play. And she was like, do you play an instrument? He's like, no. He's like, will you? No. Well then. Well, <laughs> Yeah, but I think you don't have to. You don't have no, to be a performer. Be a you don't have. To, yeah, I like that. You don't have to be a performer. You're just more romantic than I am. It could just have been the bones, the, the atoms. Bones were singing. Help us. The atoms from a previous life, from a musician, from energies, went into his spine. Yeah, and then I she like just it. she was just super aware, so she felt it. She was cool, cooler than me. I mean, she's always going to be a very spiritual lady, someone who's in like in that kind of realm of things. I can't imagine you'd go into that field of work if you're like pretty skeptical of, yeah. of energies and chakras and all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, what did you go there for? Just for masseuse? Because you said you felt ropey after, or like leapy. Yeah, ropey. you felt very light lightheaded. You get cracked up. You feel so different. I don't, yeah, did she didn't crack us. No, she just, it was like a. Massage, some sort of manipulation. Situation. Yeah, manipulations, massage. It it's really good. It was really good. It's quite long ago. I can't actually remember exactly. What it was did. a while back. This was like within our first year or two. Yeah. Um, I, I I love. I uh, yeah. anyone manipulating me, touching my body. I just lie there. Yeah. Do you anything like? That's like. Do you think your love language is physical touch? I think it is. To be honest. Yeah, like, mine definitely is. Yours, yours definitely is. Hundred percent. But I, I don't know. Sometimes I have to grow to it. Like, I think it's definitely changing for me. Yeah. Mine used to be quality time. I like it's changed. Service. It has service. changed. It is. I, yeah. I like doing service. stuff for people and then them doing stuff for you. <laughs> I just like in to be return, the guy that gets. No, I get up in the morning. I want to make sure everyone has their coffee. So they're ready for the day. They're ready. Make everyone's oats in the evening, so they're ready for the day. Yeah. Oh, that was like, <laughs> that, that, is that us. nice day when you came because Julian gone to work and then you came into my room with coffee. That was so nice. You taken aback? I was taken aback. It was lovely. Yeah, I do like doing that. It feels nice. Yeah. It's doing something not expecting anything in return. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like doing it out of pure love. Love is the only, that's the only... um, (coughs) The best currency. That's the natural, the only natural positive force is love. Mm -hmm. There's no other, there's negative force and positive force and love is the only way, isn't it? Mm. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start crying. I promise I won't cry. Oh my god! It's one of the things. Again, I always come back to the power of now. But that's how he talks about love being like a, just a, a very natural byproduct of someone who is uh, truly present. And you can there are so many different ways. Just like meditation, you don't you, know, you could be cycling or hiking or playing music. You don't necessarily meditate when you do those things. But if you're open to meditation and being present, you will be present when you're doing all those things. And it's the same thing with uh, with love. It's, it just emanates from you when you're here. You're not mm. distracted by, oh, and then now I've got to do this, and then I've got to do that, um, or I hope this person doesn't have this expectation of me because da, 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 da. and it's all mind stuff. You it's know, kind of as soon as you're here. Our only, um, <clears throat> it's quite ironic. I think it's ironic. The state we're always taking ourselves away from the state that that we're <clears throat> our natural state. If you know what I mean, mm. we're born when you're a baby. You're 100 percent present. And most children, most of the time, obviously there there comes in like disorders or just different psychological issues where you're not present or you 
you start ruminating at an early age, but our natural, mm. when a kid's doing something, they're so in it and they're just, yeah. And that's like, we're, we're always distracting ourselves and taking ourselves away from that state. I think it's kind of ironic, but that's like the natural one you always come back to when you're doing something you love and you're in like a complete meditative state if you're yeah. cycling or doing anything. Mm. And then you think about something else and you take yourself out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's more about just allowing yourself to be rather than like actively trying to be present. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I was also thinking about like the line when you're a kid between uh, your imagination and presence. Like I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are or maybe it's something we discuss later, but we have the line mental imaginations when we were kids. Yeah. And is that is that uh, an extension of, of just being present and not resisting? I, th I think so. Or is that... Is like allowing everything to flow yeah. from the top of your head right out. Yeah, because you know I, I, I struggle with that in terms of like trying to create uh, things that, that exist outside the world, you know, whether it's a novel or music or Sometimes something. Is that being unpresent? I think, yeah, you, I think when you're a kid, there's no like, you're not holding anything back, mm. at least most of the time, or when we were anyway. And now I find that that's what I'm tapping into. Like I'll just let anything come out wherever it is. Yeah. I think that's just not letting any, not putting up any creative wall mm. and just letting it all flow out really. And whatever comes, comes. And then th that is presence, I, I believe. Yeah. Like that's as long as it comes from a, the, the well rather than from a reactionary place. Rather than like getting, receiving input and then putting it into like a flow chart, like that's the outcome, here's my options, and then you're thinking through them, and then you're absolutely not present, because you're mm. like, that's the outcome I'll choose, or what outcome will I get? And in do order you know to I mean? do that, you mm -hmm. have to put parts of yourself, your consciousness, into each in eventuality, so you know how you're going to feel. And of course, you don't know what that's going to be like, because you can't predict the future. But then you feel all those feelings, and then you, yeah. you know, you're either excited, or they're worried about it, and then you get anxious. Yeah. And then you have to explain it can someone. Can be overwhelming sometimes if yeah. you've got so many feelings. And that's why it always comes back to that. Mm. Trying mm. to be present. Try that's... not to let future problems worry you now. I'll say that to Meg. I say, oh, Meg, I'm really struggling with this decision because I feel like all of these outcomes have a negative side. And you know, she's like, well, a, you kind of you don't know what they're going to be, and b, you just have to choose one because mm. eventually this time will pass. But you're actually increasing your suffering by trying to figure out what you want to do for longer. Whereas if you just make a decision, deal with the consequences, it doesn't have to be the best decision. You don't have to magnify every decision to be, you know, the best that it can be. You, you just, can just mm. pick do. one and see what happens. That's also because I'm so impulsive. Mm. So I'm always just, decision, done. Exactly. Done. <laughs> done. <laughs> I don't like thinking too much. I, I think the more, when I think about something too, I'm just like, okay, let's stop this and just, do one of them well, and just let it happen. Talk, your, talk yourself out of anything. You talk yourself in and out, in yeah. and out, rather than, and then, like you said, when you look at all the outcomes, then you've got all that weight of all of them on you, and you're like, everything's, it's so magnified. Mm -hmm. Whereas, really, it could be just so stressful. make one decision, and you're worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet, and it probably won't happen. Like exactly. You never know what the outcome oh, will be. As soon as your ego gets involved as well, in terms of that, like, you make a decision, it magnifies it. Because, like, if I'm the kind of person that does that, and that whole thing <laughs> yes. is uh, very it's, tricky. And then it's, um, this is a quote from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. He said, this always sticks with me. He said, worrying just means you get hurt twice. Yeah. yeah. I know it's like, oh, don't worry. That's like the worst thing to say to someone, but putting it that it framing it that way reframe it doesn't frame it that anything. way reframe <laughs> frame it that way really like really resonated with me because 
it is like hurting yourself once. Like, I'd rather just be hurt in the moment and be like, oh, it hurts, and then it really feel you it live, and then move on. You live braver, I think, if you just go with it. Go with what your heart tells you immediately because yeah. you always have an instinctual thought. I always follow mine. So if I have an instinctual thought about something to do, I will do that. Mm-hmm. And then if I have if I did the wrong thing, I'll, I'll deal with <laughs> it. Say Yeah, say la Ah, well. You deal with it. But if you're constantly agonising over thought and which way to go and which decision to make, yeah. you're not really living. Well, no, you are living, but you're not, you're not living freely. You're missing out on something. You're, you're, well, you're holding yourself back. You're, you're holding yourself back from feeling anything truly, if you know mm. what I mean. Because you have certain obstacles or decisions to make. Nowadays, none of them are life or death for us, whereas they used to be, which is probably why these feelings are like so magnified mm-hmm. yeah. when, we th- when we think about them. Whereas really, it's the obstacle is just another part of life. Yeah, and it's just the way you've got to go. You just got to go with the obstacle and get around it, tackle mm-hmm. it with a with um a positive light or any mm. way you can, and not be upset by it. It yeah. can be scary. There's bad challenges. I know. I'm not just like saying everything's, but when We're even little things, day to day life stuff, even little things where you're like, oh, this is just let it wash over you. Yeah, it can mm. be scary acknowledging that uh, emotions are that powerful. But if you don't allow yourself to feel all of that energy in that moment, it will it will be a residual and you'll carry it with you. And ultimately, if, you, if you're if you there and you feel it, the longevity passes and you're able to move on. As mm. if you're kind of resisting it or distracting yourself. Um, it's like you're collecting them. Yeah. And dragging them on your back. <laughs> Whereas like, you just l- really let experience it in that moment. Wash let it, it, let it wash over <laughs> you and then it's gone. And then it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that is the only moment that truly exists, isn't it? On the freedom, the present of, moment. you know, and I, I'm not saying that I I do that all the time, but the, you, know, you do experience the freedom of just letting that that negative thing just wash over you, wash off, and then kind of be like, cool, I'm not going to carry that with me for the rest of the day. So the nice. freedom of that, not carrying it. It's so nice, and then you don't think about it anymore. Yeah, because you you didn't tackle it and like heighten it with your own thought. You like, did the thing, you spilt something, or. Mm. Something happened. You dropped two lemons on the kitchen floor. No, it was the same half lemon twice. Oh. But then, yeah, you're just like, oh, maybe you laugh about it or. Yeah. You just think, uh, you just tackle it in the Mm. moment rather than, oh, it's so bad. Yeah. And you can't live, you can't live life hoping that you'll never face, uh, like, uh, and I don't know what the word is, but. A challenge or anything bad. You can't. That, that's just unrealistic. Yeah, that is so exactly it has it. to be that you will face um, the things resistance. Yeah, and the, and that you'll let it just be. Yeah, rather than pushing and pulling and mm. carrying that resistance. What you were just saying, going through your life, expecting everything to be like daisies. But yeah. what is even bad or good? It's a construct we've made. Yeah. Like this is bad for me. This is good for me. Where if you reframe it as daisies, I love a challenge. Yeah. I love. Mm. Hence the twenty-six mile. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be a bit difficult, yeah. quite difficult. But I think we're going to. I think we're going to nail it. Yeah. We'll all be together. Uh, we're going to eat really good. We're training. You know, I I want to walk up that mountain. I want to walk around. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I was resistant to it. It's I didn't. Gonna be I didn't want to put myself in uh, like a level of discomfort that I hadn't experienced before. Uh, and you know, watching you guys be really uh, enthusiastic, um, you know, I, I, uh, it was, it was inspiring. But it took me a while to get to that place. Yeah. I, d- I felt very distant. I felt very. Yeah. Uh, but you're not impulsive, and that's no. actually a good thing because it balances me it out. Do- <laughs> it does help. Yeah. Sometimes though, when I'm thinking about something, you like, you keep saying this, just yeah. do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which but, really does help, actually. But yeah, I mean, I would wait, usually. And then as soon as I hear that you've thought about it more and you're still saying it, then I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's never like immediately. Like, yeah. yeah, do it. Yeah. But it's right. You can't go through life expecting everything yeah. to be good. But and it's okay to make the wrong decision. It's like, like betting on Ben Askren. <laughs> like losing some money <laughs> on Ben Askren. An undisclosed amount of money. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Oh, I just believed in him. I still love him. I, think I still great. love him. Yeah, he's just like he just his attitude was just like it didn't seem like he cared either way. No, he didn't look like he had <laughs> when you're getting trained. that much money. Yeah, he trained. He's just dad boss mode. Yeah, yeah, he got but, millions, so he's fine. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, on that note, we should probably talk about the conspiracy. I guess <laughs> we're turning it off. Yeah, so I remember we said it in the We've first Jules episode, which was recorded a couple, like three weeks before it was actually released. Yeah. So that's how long we've been, yeah. been like, we've watched it tonight night, and we're like, oh, it's quite late. It's like half eight. Oh, it's quite late. We've we got to turn the TV one. on and we've got to type in S, <laughs> E. We've got to do the washing up and by that time it'll be past nine and... Then you've got to make oats and then, you know... You've got to make the oats. You'll be in good moods. You don't exactly want to dampen I think we probably set a time to watch it three times and then we didn't. It was over three. But last night was the night. We watched it. We did it. We did it. What are your initial thoughts? Um, The scare tactics worked for me. Um, But also, I don't even see it so much as scare tactics. I see it as someone who is desperate to do something about what's happening. Or you and could see that it was we're, someone... We're up against, you know, corporations who are making so much money and they're not going to want to stop making money. And, you know, the documentaries, it's still in the headlines today. Yeah. You know? And it's the way we actually have to... Only thing we can do is stop buying it. You, you, When you buy something, you place your vote for that. Yeah. It's supply and demand, really. So lowering the demand will slowly but that's the only thing we can do yeah. build momentum really it was it was an emotional time but also it was just really informative uh you know finding out that the sustainable blue tick doesn't mean anything mm. yeah, that's that that's did, pretty powerful that did uh, shock me actually and how else are you going to find that information out i mean you could tell that this guy just spent his life and his childhood loving sea creatures sea life wanting to spend his life filming them and being with them and you kind of watch his emotional kind of journey as much as anything else. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah, it was shocking. And yeah. obviously, like halfway through, wasn't it? I was like... Oh my God, <laughs> this is classic. I said, uh, well, I only really eat prawns. I like, really that's eat- the thing I'm worried about, prawns. The next section, they start talking about prawns. Slavery. Slavery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't oh. help but giggle there. I was like, the timing there, Meg. Yeah. 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 
when Rory laughs at slavery, it is a. Uh, <laughs> no, it was the fact that I was talking about how yeah the thing I mostly eat is prawns, and yeah. then prawns is actually technically probably one of the worst ones. Well, it's all it's all grey area, isn't it? It's all pretty pretty it's rubbish. All, it's all bad, yeah. And I I just I mean, a, he he was obviously searching and learning, and then finding that truth. You just keep uncovering more and more. And you can't not shout about it or say anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's an element of kind of like a dystopian world, and we're it is. It's right where we are. We're all fully in it. Yeah, and I think even if even if you watch it and you still continue like continue to consume fish, I think just being being a uh, a consumer that's informed is so important. And the fact that they don't want you to know half of that stuff because it's, and finding out that a uh, sustainable fishing doesn't really exist because of. The, I mean, I thought I knew about bycatch, but not to that extent. I didn't really think like, about bycatch. If I was ever. thinking about right, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have seafood today, and you think, right, it's a very, it's a, you think it's a small decision. It's you know, I don't really eat that much seafood. I can afford to make this decision, and then just finding out how much is going on in that process between that animal being in the sea and being on the plate. Ooh. That's a loud bit loud. Trucks. Keep it hey, down. keep it down with you. But that's, a... that's interesting because you you see it. You see that little bit of fish yeah. that's been skinned, boned. Yeah. You take it back. It's the fish. Like you're not taking the knife and putting out its guts. Oh, yeah. You're not skinning it. You're not taking the bones out. Where did it come from? It was probably frozen. All of it gets frozen yeah. usually, even if it's fresh. Yeah. It's frozen. It's transported. Yay! However far, we might put dye in it. You take it oh, back to yeah. when it gets caught or how it gets treated, just thrown around like yeah. without any compassion or respect oh. for it. The the um the the uh, what are they called the the fish farms in Scotland that really upset me. Yeah, I knew someone who worked on a fish farm in Scotland, mm. and they talked to me about the lice, yeah. and I was like, oh weird. But seeing it <laughs> yeah. in that documentary really kind of strange me out. because it's like they're it's such an inaccurate like depiction in, yeah inaccurate they, they, i mean it's false like it's deceptive but mm. also such a cumbersome like process yeah just the amount of suffering and death just for like a small like a small yield and why there's it's just sort of the root cause isn't being treated at all no. like there's no way to they're not striving to make anything more efficient yeah or, when you find out that they've been it's like, life it's life and they're just choosing acting not like to they don't make it yeah it's like it's nothing basically yeah, it's like this i don't know what the ratio was but however many salmon dying and oh being yeah sick. it's something like half they get chlamydia yeah and you find out that they've been like killing dolphins purely as a scapegoat so that there's more oh, bottom feed to be available Japan, yeah. yeah that was that was, that was really upsetting it's a prime example of cognitive dissonance for me you know like being a, a being you know saying that i you know don't eat meat and then occasionally still kind of having fish and seeing it as entirely separate you know seeing you know whether you tell yourself that fish don't have feelings you know that's false mm. and like obviously you can you can kind of find your way to justify things but I don't, I don't think there's anything that, that benefits when you choose to not be informed. Mm. And, and there's definitely something to be said for choosing where you get your sources from. But That's very noble as well, though, rather than yeah. sitting in ignorance or yeah. unawareness. Because I don't think I could ever know something and then not... Um, Let it affect your actions. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And that is it. You say, oh, I care so much about the animals. I've gone veggie. Like, I'm stop this suffering. But and the other no, you're paying for suffering. Mm. That is exactly co- cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I uh, I mean, I was thinking this morning about... Um, you know how people say, oh, well, I, I'd eat meat because I'm quite happy to I'm quite happy to kill a chicken or I'm quite happy to, to kill a pig or whatever, if, if, it feeds, if it feeds the family. That's all fart, no if poo. You, if you were to do that, you know how they don't let you be on the killing floor for more than a certain amount of time? If you were killing all of those animals for you and your family, the amount of animals you'd have to kill yourself personally on a daily or weekly basis would be traumatising. Yeah, no, it is traumatising. Also, you buy your chicken, yeah. you buy, what, f- four breasts in a packet, that's it's not, not from the same, the same chicken. chicken. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I would kill one chicken for yeah. this. No, you're not. Chicken with and four breasts would be horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine some the corporations watch this. They're like, oh, the kids onto something there. <laughs> How about we've given genetic manipulation? Four breasts. I mean, they pump them full of water, mm. and the chicken they've actually changed the anatomy of the chicken. The, poor chicken. the body composition, even it's. Didn't used to be so high in fat. They're little woodland. It's raised the saturated fat in chicken. They like to be in the woods. They like to peck around the leaves and just live their best life. And mm. We've ruined that by putting them in those little hen houses and taking their eggs every time they lay one. Uh, it's traumatizing what you're doing to these creatures. Yeah. And when I worked at the farm for six weeks, that opened my eyes to it. Uh, I couldn't rightfully eat meat after that can you wait explain that story i don't think we have before let's go through that story so you what turned you vegetarian so i've wanted to be vegetarian for a really long time since i was a pro teenager um one of our close family friends emma she's been vegetarian since i've known her essentially and Mm. i always found that so admirable big up emma big up emma and I really respected that and I wanted to do the same and I found it so difficult. Like every New Year's, I'd be like, I'm gonna go vegetarian and then I'd break it immediately because mum had made ham and it tastes really good. And I was weak and I had the desire there, but not, I hadn't been pushed to it. And it wasn't until I worked at the farm. Confronted you. Um, again, a little depressed. So I um, needed to do something um, like learning animal animal care and behavior and i loved it it was I, like a I course loved feeding the yeah feed, it was a course of feeding the goats and looking after the chickens and the ducks uh, you come back and have such wholesome uh, clip their hooves and uh all of that i loved it and then the last week um the leader of the course was like we're gonna be picking the sheep for slaughter so we're gonna be spraying onto them and i don't think that it before then it hadn't clicked and it I didn't want to be a part of signing a creature for slaughter. And I think that's when it clicked for me. I couldn't look into that creature's eyes and knowingly spray on them, knowing that that's me marking them for death Mm. for food, because you don't need to eat that. Mm. And it it was really hard. I didn't even go in the final week. I didn't finish finish the course because I, (laughs) I felt like a massive hypocrite. Because I used to eat lamb, I used to love it, and I never fully understood the act of signing a creature for death mm. until then. And I, 
It's like you were so far separated. We're all separated from the yeah. process of everything that goes on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's, it's really admirable when you take responsibility for that because you're actively going against everything that's in the current education system, particularly in England. You know, where you're taught this is a cute, happy cow. You know, this, this is, is very separate. <laughs> this is a picture. This is what you eat, and then separate. And you've got oh, here's the beef and the lovely packet. You know, these are very separate. Or like the cow and your beef, and then you've got your dog. Who we don't, we don't eat. You don't eat dogs. We love them, They're best friends. Nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cows are right. just as cute as dogs. They play around. They're very silly. They yeah. love Creatures music. Creatures play in their own way and yeah. communicate in their like own way. Like when we went on our walk, we were seeing the little baby lambs just kind of like toddling about. That, that's what upset when we first walked through the first farm section, just seeing 142 ri- like sprayed onto the sheep and like sprayed mm. onto the lamb as well. Mm. Knowing that they're going to be separated. I had to like pull myself out and be like, okay, don't be sad right now, but. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing that over and over again was so sad. It was, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think, see, yeah, just having to kind of say that you're going to reject the way that you've been taught or the way that you've lived before. And it's hard, you know, when you've had, you know, for us, it was two decades worth of meat eating. For your dad, it was, you know, more than that. Uh, but just be able to say that I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to not stagnate. I'm not going to say I'm already living my best life. You're going to say, you know, I'm going to improve this thing and mm. I'm going to bring this aspect you know I'm going to yeah. disc- I, I never you know I never associated as a vegetarian because I wasn't one and now you know technically we were still eating fish you know at that point as well so you know I was still identifying as a vegetarian technically pescatarian eating a bit of fish didn't and, want to accept the fact that eating fish was also very harmful yeah so you know we all have a journey to grow even though you know we watched Cowspiracy for the first time and that was what did it for me it takes a lot of courage that she finally accept it and see it for what it is and make that decision mm-hmm. and it is, it is right you think oh it's not as bad the fish thing you have that you have something in your head it's like it's, it's not as bad you. You're like, yeah, it's that's because okay. they want you know and this is the whole but thing it, after watching that the magnitude is so much greater than oh well not greater no, but it, the it magnitude is, it is fucking it yeah. is kind of greater in a way it's like two halves meat eating is damaging that half then eating fish is damaging a whole other part of the world yeah and it's we both we know that the world is more water than land mm. so it makes sense that the waters you know make up for a greater percentage of, of damage that's being done i really seeing it in those infographics oh. in the graphs really really T- it like, takes i love home. seeing the visuals i'm such a visual learner and yeah. you love graphs i uh i love graphs i love graphs i love diagrams <laughs> Love that somewhere. dog is not happy. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> I've never was, seen him. I was actually going to ask you. So, obviously, you and Meg are together. Meg went oh, yeah. vegetarian. Are we? <laughs> you're Reveal. Like, you're like, both of you are like gross. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like trying to pretend you're not. That'd be so funny. So your your journey into vegetarianism, yeah. if you want to explain that story. For Meg, it was more emotional. Uh, seeing you know real yeah for me I think because obviously I wasn't at the farm with you like you'd come home and have these wholesome stories that was starting to kind of send a picture to me of you know what the kind of lives these animals live in their best like in their best circumstances they're still you know in a pen or in a cage Um, so that was kind of starting it and then as soon as we watched Cowspiracy and again yeah visual learner facts um, all of that was kind of really driving it home and I think it's as soon as you are told uh, or shown in a really uh, interesting way that your action is not just the action of one, 
and that you it does get magnified by you know just the sheer the sheer amount of uh sheer the sheer amount of processing uh that it takes uh to to get that animal from their natural habitat do they even have that natural habitat anymore that's debatable but they're taken, different creature taken from there yeah truly it, to get them onto that plate in front of you uh it's pretty, 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 pretty something. It's real, yeah. yeah. It's interesting what you say as well yes, about, yeah. I think it is a different creature, but on the flip side of that, reframe. Reframe. <laughs> they said it in the Seaspiracy, the ability to bounce, for nature to bounce yeah. back, for the oceans to bounce back. It's what we do. It's what we all of us do. We constantly mm-hmm. evolve and we can yeah. get, get back to homeostasis if we allow it to happen. I tell you what we've got to do is just allow the earth to heal and the earthlings to uh heal each other but yeah it's um so i like looking at that yeah but then i'm also daunted by like huge corporations but then i think there's something you we can all do you can vote with your money don't you just spreading the word and uh, making sure everyone votes everyone vote <laughs> Go yeah. vote. but i mean one of the big things is for finding out that fish don't even ha- like all of those things you're told about the b12 and the omega fatty acids they don't even naturally have that yeah. they have that from they the algae have omega-3, yeah. it's deception yeah. yeah there's a lot of it is deception yeah and as particularly we should say that so by the microplastics. anyone who hasn't seen it yeah the dha omega-3 fatty acids that are found in fish or salmon fish oil yeah yeah it, I mean, it's naturally found in the algae that they eat. Mm. So it's not even derived from them. We're just having it processed through a creature. Take out the middle fish. Which doesn't benefit you. Take the algae instead. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's, um, yeah, the deception really grinds my gears. It's it's everywhere. And the levels of, you know, these these, uh, fatty acids and stuff that you're getting that you can get from any other source, you know, whether it's a, you know, whether it's from the algae or whether it's from a pill or whatever. Um, But then you also got all of the other stuff that is equal to that, if not greater, which is, you know, the microplastics that are in the fish or, you know, I I forget the term. It's it's a really nice term that... uh, just identifies it if it's in the smaller fish then it's gonna be way more in the bigger fish you know etc etc accumulation biological accumulation or something like that yeah bioaccumulation yeah i think it's bioaccumulation big brain um (laughs) yeah (laughs) by the time it gets to the the big fish that you're eating oh we're tuna which is a big fish (sighs) yeah yeah it's not top of the food chain but it's eaten so readily in such a normal uh food in this society and that accumulates a lot of mercury it's not an easy decision to make like we we used to love eating sushi it's one of the big things we can still eat it that's the thing without with less suffering i like the soy sauce i like the nori that's what i'm in it for Mm. don't need the fish sometimes when we have sushi the fish is a bit much i just want the sauces so if we can we can make versions that are yeah just as good but don't harm anything exactly i i just i don't know i my emotions do get in the way massively which is good but i don't understand how people knowing any of this can still eat fish or meat and i know that's me being you know you're passionate yeah you're some people would see it people would take it as self-righteousness or preaching but you're just expressing uh, your your emotions and I your just, feelings for it. And I'll tell you what, it is cognitive dissonance to go back to that. Yeah. The, you think one thing and your actions Do are complete. 
opposite yeah it's just, contradictory living basically yeah i can't cope with it i can't cope yeah i just feel so sad for the poor animals and like watching the video of the whales being slaughtered mm. it it made my throat hurt because yeah. them crying out they don't know what's going on they were driven mm. from where they were having you know good times driven to be beached and then as they get beached which is painful enough they they get slaughtered mm. uh, so with their babies next to them and if they're pregnant and i just that bit was fucking traumatic it was harrowing yeah i love the way that was it was directed in the order of business they went through because like, I didn't think it was even worth going to film that. He showed the, the gra- uh, gravity. What's I say? Gravitude. <laughs> That's not the word. Gra- no, no. Gravity. The gravity. Yeah. Magnitude the gravity. and gravity. Magnitude. Put it up. Magnitude. Gravitude. Gravity. It's a new one. Yeah. It's, um, it was crazy because he sort of framed it. He showed you every, all of this information. He was like, I'm not even going to. Sh-. And then he just came through with such a brutal mm. display of murder and just suffering it was it was a good way of doing it yeah i think it, it was brilliant it you. but it's kind of even you know in terms no, of like, i think it was brilliant i think the film was brilliant rory new headline rory thinks it's brilliant um <laughs> but it is it is even in terms of like the emotional kind of safeguarding that you're taught in school where you think of the the happy fish the happy cow the happy pig etc is very separate to what you're eating when you go home tonight you know they they're trying to safeguard that emotion mm. but it's all there waiting as soon as you reveal you know and that is a thing where you kind of hold off you, i think everyone knows the truth everyone knows that it's not great mm. and obviously you can kind of make your peace with that in your own way and as soon as you know for me it was the stats of being like as soon as you buy a beef burger or a hamburger this is what you're attributing to this is what you're contributing to uh and this is you know the problem that you're helping create uh you know wh- whatever it is that does it for you as a person uh, there really is all of that emotion is all there waiting for you to just accept it and be like, I know that this is happening. I know that this is what I'm contributing to. And then as soon as you accept that and t- let your actions kind of speak for themselves and you, you take that thing, you know, whether it's eating less or, you know, ideally not eating it at all. And, you know, I think some people, you know, and I'm the, I'll am i be the first to admit, you know, when I was 18, 19, I'd be judgmental of vegetarians. I'd be judgmental so would of... I. Oh, yeah, so I'd so be like, I don't want that life. That's so sad, yeah. or, you know, and... You know, yeah, I love my steak. I remember being so young and someone told me the word vegan. It was like, they don't eat eggs, meat, dairy, anything. I was like, what do what they eat? What a sad life. I know, no, I wasn't, I was like a bit confused. Yeah. I was like, what do they eat? God, that's so many things to not eat. Yeah. When really, my diet now is way more variety than it's ever been yeah so tasty oh so much more variety yeah. yeah and this is the thing why i love when you know when we're able to have people come stay is you show them just what it's like to be you know plant-based not even just vegan but you know whole food plant-based you know like rory is you know it's inspiring to be able to see the level of variety uh and you know you're really in touch with you know, the actual nutrients that you really need, mm. you know, and being able to be aware of that. And, and you feel better. Uh, I yeah. love it because it's the whole process of making it and being present with it and mindful and enjoying the way I prepare food and preparing it with love. Yeah. And when we do bring bring people in, just being open with cult. it. <laughs> to the, to the cult. cult. Welcome to the cult. 
being open with it and just allowing someone to see what it's really what it can be like <clears throat> and that's a great way of teaching yeah just being like this is this is how we do yeah, <laughs> yeah this it's, is how we it's do. the unknowing it's when you go vegetarian or vegan it's not knowing what you can eat so you're like right i guess it's pasta every day yeah because you don't know you even don't know even pasta's grains. been you so stripped and that's what i love cabbage when, when we have people around we make smoothie bowl for them i love seeing like their reaction like uh, look at them we are a bit toxic it. with our smoothie bowl well, let's be honest toxic. We, we, we we give them more readily now they're trying to we, leave we were, but you haven't had your smoothie bowl we would resist the doors lock give it to someone if they don't finish it because you know i would finish that I would let's be honest we have a liter of smoothie each one we, liter when, each. When, when no one's here meg we live good, you know. <laughs> we eat so much smoothie. We have a litre of smoothie. So when we have to share and we can't have our usual litre. But we do share. We we share now. Yeah. We did get toxic. It's and then if they tough. didn't eat it quick enough or say they loved it like 10 million times, then oh. we were like... Well, no, it's not even that. Again. I just like to see the the reaction of like... Because Jake was like, oh my... What? Yeah, Jake really gave us such a good reaction. Yeah, I like feedback. And well, then, good. This is a good. It's a good combo because you guys are feeders and Jake loves to eat. So <laughs> it's, we'll a, it's a reciprocal a, we'll relationship. The first cult member this. wasn't he the first cult member to join? I think so. Yeah, think he so. was the first. Yeah. yeah, he's here most times. Most yeah, times. he's like, come for the music, stay for the food. That's, that's <laughs> literally he says that every time. I mean, with all of this, I mean, he was here. Yeah, well, he, yeah, no, he, he did, he did a lot of this brick. <laughs> Pick up Jake. Yeah, we love you, Jake. Shout out to Emma. Shout out to Jake. Yeah. Two, Two showers. Yeah, showers. Both veggie, actually. Yeah, Emma's vegan, though. Emma's vegan. But Jake's kind of vegan because of Heather. Yeah. No but one knows any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. They no will when they're in the cult. No one knows. No. No one needs to know <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting what you said earlier. Thank you. Um, about what? thinking you're already there and you needn't change anything oh, uh, not mindset. having growth mindset that's something like that's been a theme of recently where we've really i just appreciate it so much and i love it and i'm thinking i'm gonna everyone's gonna be evolving and learning forever if you're open and you're ready for it it's you're not going to you're not going to get far with me if you're saying that you're already what you are <laughs> i'm <laughs> fucking butchered it <laughs> you won't get far telling me you're already all you're going to be. It's going to be your favourite I think I've butchered it. Kevin it's just Parker. my favourite line from yeah. there. I hear like... you whispering that to yourself just when you're walking around. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I can hear Rory in the hallway. I have to saying... keep myself going. I have to feed myself sometimes my own quotes. Yeah. But I've got to feed myself. As a myself. cult leader, you need to be able to digest your own I find it so uh, inspirational. Propaganda. When I, when I started listening to Inner Speaker, I was just oh, had it on repeat. I remember you saying it to me in lockdown one. Oh, and I, you, I would... You were about to say first year. No, I was going to say first lockdown. Oh, first lockdown. Uh, and then I'd be running with it and I'd genuinely get goosebumps when every time yeah. that line I mean, came It wasn't through. even that cold. It was, just... it was summer and I was running, I was hot, but I still got goosebumps. I can see you in my head, slow-mo, running, freezing. I had no clothes on, except for shorts and shoes. Some, some clothes. All right, Meg. <laughs> I like to be dramatic with the way I say stuff. I had no clothes on apart from the clothes I was wearing <laughs> on my back and my bottoms. Well... Let me you. let you in on this little one. I'm not wearing any clothes under these clothes. You wow. slut. <laughs> no slut shaming. No. You can't no, say no, that anymore. Shame. I'm just calling it out. I'm All not right. saying that I don't like it. All right. All I right. do like you it. You good slut. <laughs> 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 but yes, it's. it takes a lot to finally accept the information, take responsibility, 
responsibility for it. I have compassion for everyone that's still in that state where they yeah. think they're doing the best they can or yeah. they think one way, but they're actually contributing to something bad. You said something quite I powerful to compassion. me yesterday, which was uh, pick your battles, you know? I think, uh, maybe it was the day before, but I was looking. I was trying to look at different ingredients in milk because I like to have milk, oat milk in my coffee, but, you know, I particularly like the barista stuff. There's, you know, sunflower oils and uh, rapeseed oils in there and all sorts of other things that, you know, don't necessarily... There's want. a helicopter going over. I feel like this happens, well, I've, it has happened each time. The only two times I've been here, Pippin swaps over to my lap halfway through. <laughs> we needed a wee break. Yeah, wee break. You can put that. No, I'm not going to put that. Bone, bone. <laughs> Pull that up, Jamie. Uh, Before we cut, you were just talking about uh, choosing your battles with like certain foods. Yeah. Certain things you choose to avoid. And you were talking particularly about... Oatly barista, <laughs> or just barista mode. No, you just keep saying it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it came from you saying that you were compassionate for people who are on their journey, no matter where they're at. You know, as long as they've got that mindset of I will continually, every now and again, just relook at my life, relook at my actions, and uh, you know, always want to improve. You know, and I was saying that I found it quite powerful when I was, you know, obviously I. We kind of we 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 watched like half an hour after clip of conspiracy like a couple of weeks ago, which is why we knew that we needed to really watch it. And then within that time, I've really I've had quite a few opportunities to eat fish, and I've kind of turned them all down. Um, and then so I, that was starting to kind of magnify a little bit. Uh, and then I was trying to you know read the packaging of different types of barista oat milk, and you know which one is the least kind of environmentally damaging, and you know you were kind of finding out that Oatly as a company weren't quite as wholesome as we thought that they were. I had, maybe things have changed since then, maybe they haven't, but yeah, there was all, you know, it was it was all starting to weigh up a little bit on me and it wasn't overwhelming me, but it was, it was getting to the point where... I think I definitely added to that. Yeah. With my point I was coming across was the refined oils in it. Mm. I did allude to, I heard it about some just some of the ingredients they're using and whatnot. I think it's a great it's a great thing at the end of the day. Anything that's taking away from the dairy industry, like reducing that Voting with market your money. size. Yeah. But um, I think I brought that to your attention, like the ingredients in there. Yeah. And then you were sort of starting to fix it on their side. Yeah. Take some responsibility for that. And then when you came to the other day, because I heard it from someone, you've got to like not get so obsessed that um, every decision you're fatiguing over, every decision and agonizing decision over, fatigue is real, over this, yeah. where, where you should just go with the flow. Like, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's a lot less damaging than the dairy industry. The dairy industry, the suffering is extended it over kills. a lifetime. Well, it suffer is over a lifetime. Every every single one of them gets killed eventually, whether they die or just they get killed. Like the male cows, which are useless to the dairy industry. Obviously, the artificial insemination, the separation of the maternal instinct between the mother and the the calf. Um. It's it takes away from that. So mm-hmm. anything, I'm for it. If it's if it's a vegan product or company, I'm for it. My microphone. Yeah. I'm trying to like he keeps <laughs> looking up at me and he's gonna bonk his head on it. But yeah, as you're saying, it's um you got to choose, pick and choose what what's right for you and like the changes you you make. Don't but do it all at, at the end once. of the day. Look Burn at what out. you've done. You've made a huge step from not drinking dairy yeah. to something. 
Yeah, that's the thing we did first. I mean, there's so many. There's so like, if I were to. Oh yeah, I did the same. You hear it's inflammatory. Just in a twelve-month journey, in terms of you know, I used to have breakfast every day and believe that I couldn't act properly in that day if I hadn't had breakfast. Yeah, you need three meals. Real food anxiety about it. You know, if you guys are like, oh, let's go out in the morning, we're gonna go do stuff, and I'd be like, well, we're having breakfast now. Am I gonna shower afterwards? Am I gonna shower before? And it was genuine. Like it seems like a meme now, but I genuinely used to stress me out. Um, and I, it wasn't that uh, I couldn't step outside of it. It was just that I truly believed that me as a person needed my breakfast to be able to do the thing. Mm. You know, that you're told that it's the most important meal of the day, meal of the day et cetera. And then we, we experimented with fasting, you know, finding the right time, you know, whether it's 11 or 12 or, you know, sometimes I go as late as two or three if I'm not doing anything later that day, or like if I'm not teaching. Um, and just, I actually, it's like a, a level of variety, you know, which is really nice. And then knowing that I've got, the, a more nutritional breakfast or you know first meal of the day than I've ever had in my you know my life you know with the stuff we put into those oats it makes oh, me gorgeous. honestly oh, I, I, I never I, I look forward to them yeah and then I eat them and I'm we, just... you know we, we, we shake them up a little bit do you know oh, what they, they, I put little r- cubes of fresh strawberry in mine mix it up mm. oh my goodness those strawberries so we got from the market yesterday or you got on Saturday you so just, good. Yeah, you have to lovely. find find the thing that makes you feel like you've got superpower. Like, I think the latest one for us is reframing. Yeah. Like, it reframing. Is, negative it stimuli help. comes up, and we make a joke about yeah. it, but it's true. Like, well, yeah. we, we support each other. It's a little support yeah. system. It, it if really one of is. us is feeling down, one of the other two will go, let's reframe it, let's see it this yeah. way. Yeah. And that helps me so much. And it's, it's in comedy it's as well. Yeah. yeah. But genuinely, it's right. one of the best things oh, we've I didn't sleep that well last night. Okay, reframe. You'll sleep better tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like you were saying with your... Because we did make it into sort, some sort of joke where only, like, light-hearted poking fun, like, oh, you need to have... What if I don't have my free meals every day? Like, yeah. We did make it funny, yeah. but then just slowly over time we adjusted and... Well, having a sense of humour with these things is so important. Oh, you start taking you everything so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point of taking life so seriously? Uh, life is uh, mental. It's all just uh, an can, explosion of synapses and stuff. Yeah. You just gotta make the best. You of can it. you can carry such seriousness with you, and it just it, you you, you, you hold tension. You know, you're gonna get wrinkles faster. You're gonna physically age faster. You know, your cells are that much more. Uh, under pressure and under stress, uh, you know, regardless, you know, maybe believe in this kind of thing, maybe you don't, but again, the power of now, let's put that on the homework as a great, yeah. honestly. Um, power of now, he talks about how by being in the, by being present and not living an ego, egoistic, uh, you know, mindset, you know, not trying to carry your past decisions, your past, like, oh yeah, the thing I did, you know, I'm this kind of person, this is the kind of person I was, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't exist anymore. Mm. That time is gone. You'll never get that back. And that's okay, you know, and by not, you know, what he basically says is by not holding on to that kind of stuff and just living as who you are right now, your cells physically are able to regenerate faster mm. and better because, you're, you know, you're not carrying around the weight and the tension of, you know, not forgiving yourself ultimately. You know, you carry around these decisions like, well, I did this thing when I was this age and that's who I am now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just it, gotta forgive it's yourself. Mental. It is, and it's a complete mindset change. And it's, it's such a huge, complicated topic, your health and your life. Everything's connected. It's not black and it's white. It's ever changing. It's not black and white at all, but what we're talking about is the mindset change. The way you view your life, 
it's just about changing it all completely mm. or at least trying to just allow yourself to get back to balance and contentment in the moment mm. that's all it is really it's, yeah trying to live a less reactionary life just being being more like water than stone exactly mm-hmm. that's a good quote I just want to and roar. the other homework <laughs> <laughs> I said it first <laughs> um, <laughs> play that in reverse no. no don't do that the other homework is obviously to watch Seaspiracy big up yeah mm. on Netflix and it's on that note harrowing. yeah it's harrowing on that yeah. note I think we should probably wrap up there. Yeah. yeah, we could talk for hours. This was like a bloody therapy session for me. This <laughs> really, f- I feel so nice. Yeah, <laughs> I feel much better. Yeah. Definitely w- Watch Seaspiracy and then allow yourself to feel better e- just for taking yeah taking that as something that you're going to do mm-hmm. that day is putting yourself uncomfortable, putting yourself out there, learning uncomfortable truths and growing from it. Even yeah. if you don't make an immediate action after that either way, just by putting yourself out there, you should mm. feel better for that. Mm. You know, you're not avoiding it. You're actively trying to open your world, open your, you know. You're, uh, you're doing something huge for yourself. Yeah. That's what it is. Feel good about and it. You you're don't know, yourself... it might give you the boost you need to do something. That's what I find. Vi- visual stimuli like that, those graphics, those graphs. Well, that works for some people, that sudden push. Yeah, yeah, it's all I need because you already have, some people already have the desire, but they can't quite do it because they're like, oh, but I really like sushi or I really like seafood pasta. Yeah. Sometimes all you need is that push, that, that one hour and a half documentary and then you actually see you can make a difference you can find the alternatives they talk a bit about that as well so many alternatives yeah guardian hey oh (laughs) but yeah it's just stimulates so much conversation and thought be a part of the current movement as well it's very inspiring you know to know that this thing's happening right now it's literally released within the last few weeks Mm. and this is all current data Mm. you know and it's part of something that's oh pippin's really going to town but yeah, so enjoying that chair. This was very enjoyable. Yeah. Even though it was very heavy. Yeah. In the topic, but uh, yeah, I appreciate taking the time to actually watch that and process it. Mm-hmm. I think we all learned a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, it was. Uh, it was eye opening. Yeah. So on that note, thank you for watching. As always, this was recorded at the barn. Thank you, Meg. For producing and editing You're and everything else. Thank you, Julian. Oh. For making the musics. The music. Alice Audio. Thank you to Harriet for all the artwork and the graphics. Thank you to Viva Life for sponsoring this podcast. Oh. <laughs> we love you, Viva Life. We love you, Viva Life. Big love. Mm.